Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Quark. Going to the Fear Factory. This is George Quark, Commander Fisher. This is Jasper Delegate. This is Wade from Our Last Enemy. Mike Nichols, Chris Alton. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Bruce Evans. Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Sweet from Sepultura. You're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Before we go into this episode of the Ever Black Podcast, we just need to give a shout out to our show supporters, the Occult Clothing Brand Electric, which love amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies, dresses and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the Ever Black Podcast on Spotify and iTunes podcast streams and see all our video interviews on the Ever Black YouTube channel. You can also read all our articles and reviews at everblack.com.au. All right, on with the show. Much of a role with these interviews. So, yeah, very nice to meet you, and thanks for having me on the podcast today. Oh, dude, absolutely, absolutely. Well, of course, uh, the new Cannibal Corpse album, Violence Unimagined, comes out on April 16, and as I said, man, it's such a solid album. Um, not Not just for death metal, but just in general, it seems like you guys just keep getting better. Over the years, mate, it's like Thank you. album number fifteen. Yeah, it's so fresh too. Like, how I don't know how you guys have done it. Well, I think a big part of it is just having multiple songwriters in the band. It's not just one or two of the guys. It's several of us that are contributing writing. Um, on this album, for example, it was Eric writing three songs. I wrote the music for four. Um, and Rob wrote the music for four. And then Paul did lyrics for a couple of songs, one from Rob and one from, from me. And then we each did our lyrics for the rest. So it's a lot of people, you know, there were, there's out of the five man band, really the four of us, do a whole lot of um, creative input, you know, and George also um, will add, you know, his touch when he's doing the vocals, but overall there's just a lot of input from the whole band. And um, it's, that's key. I think we kind of inspire each other and it's not, yeah, it's not just one mind trying to think of all these things over the past 15 albums. It's, it's always been a team effort regardless of the lineup of the band we've always had everybody contribute if they want to and as much as they'd like to and that that helps when you're trying to when you're making 15 albums and you're trying to keep them consistent but also fresh and interesting it really helps to be able to put your heads together for that see but that's interesting in itself because that doesn't always work you know what's the old saying about uh too many cooks in the kitchen too many cooks in the kitchen yeah But, you know, like it, it really works for you guys, you know, and do you think do you think it also has something to do with, you know, obviously there's all the ideas from the different members, but you're also touring with bands of different subgenres. Like you guys don't just stick to death metal. You, you're all over the shop with different. Yeah. Draw from all that. I don't I don't think we really draw from that so much like the bands that we tour with. I don't think there's I mean, we definitely try not to be inspired, you know writing wise by 
particular bands or anything like that, especially contemporaries. But of course, we're inspired by the bands we grew up listening to and everything. But well, for me, for example, just speaking about how I write songs, I'll be thinking of a rhythm that might be from somewhere way off in left field, like some jazz fusion thing I was listening to. And I'm like, well, how can I metalize this? You know, or maybe like I know Eric likes classical music a lot and I I can kind of hear that in his writing. So I think, you know, of course we have inspiration and we're inspired by the bands we listen to. But we're also, you know, taking inspiration from places that you might not expect. And it ends up not sounding like I don't think I write things that sound like jazz fusion, but I listen to that stuff a lot. And somehow it does just becoming familiar with different kinds of music. It it ends up being part of your musical vocabulary. And even though you're writing death metal, there's somehow there's that influence in there. Part of my dog is barking upstairs. So uh, mate, you, I've got a Labrador. She, she, she'll probably go off soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some, some other dog um, made the, the transgression of walking by the house, probably that's what happened. So <laughs> she had to let her know who was boss. <laughs> But I mean, uh, oh, dogs. Yeah. What were we saying? Dogs. Oh, we're talking, talking about writing, (laughs) (laughs) talking, talking about songwriting and different influences. And it's, um, yeah, you know, it's from a whole bunch of different places. And when you have a bunch of different songwriters and all of us listen to a ton of different stuff, even though we're trying to stay within these boundaries that we set, you know, we're, we're cannibal corpse and there's a certain kind of death metal that we play. And that's really from the first album to the 15th, we wanted to stay within those boundaries, but we'll, um, you know, try and push against the boundaries a little bit here and there with some different things, but still we want to stay consistent with the original goal. And I think we're able to do that and also have variety because of having, you know, because we have a, a good creative team of songwriters in the band. I think it's more than that. Like the, the lineup right now is just absolutely on fire. You've got such a, a, an incredible lineup in the band right now. It's it's mind blowing. Do you do you do you realize you. that? Like, do you recognize like these guys are all weapons? Yeah, amazing. yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it, like, okay, so two of our main songwriters for this album are Eric Rutan and Rob Barrett, and both of them have been band leaders. You know, Eric still is with Hate Eternal. Really, I think you know he's the band leader of hate eternal. And then Rob was more or less the leader of solstice when he was, you know, for that album that they did back in the, I know they've continued on without him since, but you know, he wrote, I think most of the lyrics and a lot of the music for that. So we've got guys that are, you know, capable of writing whole albums on their own that are awesome albums. And they're both of them were lead vocalists as well. So yeah, there's, a lot of, you know, a lot of talent and it's, um, you know, like for example, having Eric on board now too, um, we're completely aware of how killer he is and how experienced he is. I mean, he's been playing death metal as long as we all have. So, um, you know, he brings a lot to the table for sure. Well, I mean, you've worked with him for years. He's been, yeah. So it seemed like it would have been an obvious choice. I mean, but approaching the writing for this one now that he's a full-time member has did that change much did it sort of open more for creativity for his input um well we do write alone 
a lot of the time, like he wrote his three songs at home, programmed drums for him and everything and wrote the lyrics and made demos of that. I did the same for, for my songs. And then Rob will usually work with Paul a little bit. He's less into, you know, he's not really into programming drums or anything. He'll actually go up to the practice room, work with, work with Paul. But, um, so it wasn't so different from how we normally write. Cause it's, that's kind of how it was with the previous lineup as well. Um, writing individually, but he just, he has his own style that's well developed that as everyone knows, you know, if you're familiar with his work and yeah, ripping corpse, morbid angel, hate eternal, he's, he's got a well-developed musical style and beyond the three songs he wrote for us, which were condemnation, contagion, ritual annihilation and over torture beyond that. He's, he's playing leads all over the album as well. And of course, a lot of rhythm guitar, but the leads in particular, you can hear that it's him, you know, Eric has his own style, but, Talking about like how, yeah, he's produced four albums for us. Um, he's done that. I mean, Hate Eternal and Cannibal have toured together several times in the past. And then um, he also toured with us as a fill-in you know, guitar player before he joined permanently yes. for a year. So he has his own style, but he also has this really good understanding of what our band is about. And I think he was able to work his style into our style really well. You know, it's a seamless transition. Absolutely, it's incredible. I, I, man, I can't stop raving about this. Out, like I, I, a friend of mine, um, Shane. He, he's he's a massive fan as well. And I just messaged him the other day. I was like, mate, you just wait until it's, it's it's just gonna melt his. He was the one that sort of started it with me. You know, he he had all the early Corpse albums on on cassette and was like, hey man, check it yeah. out. He's gonna lose his mind. He's oh, a, killer. It's it's good. Eh? <laughs> we're we're really excited to see what everybody thinks about it. You know, normally we would be going out on tour and hearing from people after the show when we would talk to them. You know, we usually will talk to people when the show's finished, you know, before we get on the bus and go to the next place. And um, obviously we can't do that this time. So we'll be probably checking comments here and there on videos that we release and things like that. But it's um. Some, I mean, we're always excited to see what people think. And we've all 15 of these albums, they represent the best that we could do at that given t- point in time. And they're, they represent our attempt at making the best album we've ever done. And that's what we tried with Violence Unimagined was to make the best cannibal album. And of course, it's up to fans to pick their favorite, but we tried to make this the best one. Time for a massive box set, I think. Well, sorry. Wow. <laughs> well, we did we did one yeah, for our 25th anniversary, yeah. but it, it won't take it, it wouldn't take much arm twisting to to get label people to be like, yeah, sure, let's do a box yeah. set. <laughs> but yeah, we we have enough material. Probably wait until like the 40th anniversary to do another big thing like that, <laughs> which is crazily not all that far off. <laughs> you know, we're already on year 20, or excuse me, 33, I think. So been been a long career and yeah so we're seven years or so from from 40th anniversary so that'll probably be the next big one we celebrate with a box set or something like that well talking about anniversaries uh butcher to birth yes 30 turns 30 30 30 this year in july yeah. you guys are you planning on uh you know we uh, celebrating that somehow i think that um yeah metal blade is planning to do a box set um and like I did a, a podcast 
which I actually didn't realize it was a podcast until I was well into the interview. I thought it was going to be a written transcribed <laughs> one. So, I, you know, but anyway, yeah. So th there's going to be some special stuff with this um, re-release of Butchered at Birth. I don't know exactly what they have planned, but I did do a podcast that'll be part of some deluxe edition of, yeah, cool. of Butchered at Birth that they're going to do. And um, I would assume that'll be out sometime this summer. But um, I haven't heard. We've been so busy thinking about Violence Unimagined that I haven't asked, actually, what their plans are for that anniversary. Obviously, we're not doing shows to celebrate it, as, you know, really nobody's doing shows right now. But um, it'll be cool that Metal Blade's putting out something. Absolutely. I mean, what a, what a career problem. I mean, you've, you've also had a long working relationship with uh, artist Vincent Locke as well. Um, yes. Man, you know, all, all of his artwork... I, you know, I can't imagine someone else doing it. You know what I mean? It's 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 such a significant yeah. part of your career. But uh, you know, do you, do you have to explain to him like the the ideas and concepts, or do you just let him sort of go? It, we usually just let him go. Like um, Paul, our drummer Paul, is the one who talks to Vince the most when it comes to getting the artwork together. And a lot of times, it's just here's the title, and. <laughs> <laughs> See what you can think. And obviously with something like violence unimagined, well, that's wide open for interpretation. It's not specific at all. You know, hammer smashed face, something like that, or if, which by the way, he did not do the artwork for hammer smashed face. If you're, if any fans are curious about that, that was actually a go. piece of art that our British distributor picked on his own or like had someone draw and put it on there without even asking us. But before I, get too far off track on that um certain songs are very descriptive yes violence on imagine leaves a lot open so he came back to us with several different um sketches and we chose that one you know the mother eating the baby <laughs> we um we chose that one and we're like okay go with that that's really you know brutal and disturbing that's that'll be appropriate for that those you know for the album title and for for the music on the album it's a brutal album should have a brutal cover so we um we went with that and once we saw it and the label saw it they're like okay that's great well we're gonna need an additional cover <laughs> so so he did that he did another cover and we've we've done that a few times because we don't want to limit how brutal we make the stuff you know we want to be able to to have it be as you know gory as we'd like but we also need to be able to get it distributed so since tomb of the mutilated there's been several albums where um we've had two different pieces of art and it just it makes everything a lot easier in terms of getting it into record stores and you know other kinds of distribution um so yeah but the ideas are mostly his every now and then we'll give him you know some tips like hey we want this or that but usually we just let him run with it he's such a creative artist um and he's totally on the same page with what we want it's really easy yeah just give him a song title and he'll just go with it has there been an instance where he's come up with something and gone what do you guys think that's inspired you musically like he's um, on something up no it's it's always after the fact you know okay. what i mean like we yeah. but um not to say that that isn't possible i mean because his stuff is so killer it's uh, but it, it's like gory but a lot of the stuff he does 
outside of doing stuff for Cannibal Corpse, which of course is a ton of art. He's done, he's he's done a whole lot more than just our album covers, you know, and he's done some such interesting stuff. Some of it really surreal. And, and I actually, I enjoy surreal horror, you know, like things where it's almost like something out of a nightmare. It doesn't quite make sense. And, and he's really good with that kind of stuff. Um, and so, although I haven't, you know, sat down and written a song thinking about one of those things. It's, it, there's certainly fertile ground for for inspiration there. I mean, he's just a fantastic artist, well beyond what he does for us. Have you ever considered maybe teaming up with him and doing something visual, like a like a sh- short film or something like that, or animated series or something like that? I would love to have him do an animated video for us, you know, something for one of the songs, which of course would be like three and a half, four minutes. You know, most of our songs are sort of in the three and a half to four and a half minute range. So I don't know if he has any interest in doing animation. And I also don't know like what it would take financially and otherwise. It seems like it's a lot. I mean, because it's, you know, I don't know how many thousands of drawings for (laughs) just a few minutes as opposed to one. So um, it would be a whole lot of work. I think when I don't know anything about animation, but I'd assume that there's a lot that goes into it and that it requires tons of time and probably a team of people, not just this principal <laughs> artist. You That's know, what, so we yeah. would I'd love to do it, but I get this feeling that we could. Once we started looking into it, it might entail a whole lot more than we realized, you know, <laughs> but but I would lo- I would love to do that. Actually, I could totally picture some of these album covers coming to life for three minutes. You oh. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, um, eating back to life. I just, <laughs> even though that's the first one for some reason, it's just so visual and violent and so much action in that piece of art. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's really, it's almost moving already the way, the way he has so much, um, action in the, in this, in the scene that he created there. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see, those things come to life to our music for three minutes in an animated video, but we haven't ever actually talked about it. Cause I think it might be too much to, you know, we'll see. Once you open those doors, mate, it's like, yeah, you're like, yeah, this'll, this'll be easy. And then, yeah. Oh shit. What have, what have we done? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but you never know. Maybe, maybe it isn't something completely out of reach. We'll see. I'd, I'd love for him yeah. to do that. It's kind of, it's up to him ultimately. For sure. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be incredible. But uh, last time I saw you guys was in Brisbane. That was quite a few years ago. Like you guys, it, it, I know, understand with touring's not happening and stuff. But uh, mate, it's it, we we can't wait to see you guys again. We've been hanging. It's yeah, been, we're oh. we're overdue. I think we missed you on Red Before Black. I, I I start to, you know, we've done so many tour cycles now that sometimes it's I forget was it Skeletal Domain that we were there last or Red Before Black. But I think we might have. I think, yeah, we didn't get over there then. No. Or if we did, it was at the very, yeah. So it's been years already, pandemic aside. Yes. So we're hoping, you know, the way things look, I think most bands are probably kind of eyeing up this fall for the beginning of touring in their home countries. Yes. And um, for us, we're thinking even a little more conservatively and probably thinking maybe like February, March of next year. Um then I would assume that international tours are going to be even a little further behind 
for obvious reasons. Some, Absolutely. you know, they, they may need to establish some kind of a, you know, proof of vaccination card that you carry in your passport, things like that. So there's, there's probably going to be a lot to, um, to get worked out before free travel, truly free travel, the kind that we were used to pre-pandemic resumes. Um, but man, we want to get back down there. You know, it's, I really hope by, if not in 2022, geez, at least 2023, we can start touring and get back to Australia and the rest of the world, you know? Absolutely. Cause I tell you what, mate, like, uh, <laughs> for a long time, uh, Every tour announcement that was covered through that was like teased, like, oh, a tour announcement on Monday. Mm. Everybody was like, corpse, 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 corpse. And then mm. when it wasn't, it was like, oh, <laughs> it was still we, cool. But we people want to see corpse again here. When you tour here, it's going to be so big. It's going to be massive. I, I can't wait. It's been too long already. And now it'll be even another year or two to be realistic. But we'll be back and we can't wait. So. Absolutely. You know, hope to see you all soon. We'll <laughs> see. I will. T- I will say that, that when I did see you in Brisbane, uh, it was an amazing show. But something happened at the end of that gig. I don't know if you remember it. Um, that really pissed George off. I was way up the back, and all I saw was some dude grab his mic or or jump on stage. Something happened. And, um, it like every, it kind of like ruined his vibe. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there. That, you uh, know, we're sorry. You know, jerk. Oh, uh, well don't, no worries about that. And I suspect it was something forgotten very quickly, you know, because I mean, when he's up there, you know, he's in a, you're in that state of mind, you're performing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. So if something distracts you, maybe he gets a little angrier than he normally would. So I wouldn't, worry about that in the least i'm sure it was forgotten quickly and we don't have anything but good memories of play, <laughs> oh, playing good. brisbane so no that's worries like, there we're all like that jerk ruined corpse coming back they're not coming uh, back to this this guy we'll, we'll yeah. be back in fact i think i think if i'm again we've done a lot of shows so it's hard to remember but i think most of the time we play the same place in brisbane like maybe every time like not it's what's it, no no, that venue, the Hi-Fi, it was called. Hi-Fi, that- that's right, yeah. It's gone, man. Um, yeah. So when we, when we come back, it will be something different, some somewhere different. Because we might have even played there way back in the '90s, if I'm if I'm remember. It's and again, this is really talking like yeah, 27 years ago. <laughs> jeez, is that how? Jeez, yeah. But it's it's been um a place that we played a lot, really. I mean, when. You, and I'm sad to hear it's gone, actually. Yeah. But but the, you've got some good venues there now, dude. Trifford's awesome. What else we got? Um, yeah, there's a few actually. Yeah, like, um, you should just come play the Gold Coast though. I don't know if you did 100 years ago, um, in the 90s, but um, I don't think so, no. mate, it's only down south. You like? I mean, it's closer to where where you are in Florida. I think it's sort of beachy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you should come down and play the Gold Coast. And actually, we, I would love to. And um, let me say, too, that full disclosure, I'm in Oregon right now. I'm not oh, in Florida. Oh, oh. Yes. Yeah, I live up in Oregon <laughs> now. Um, my wife and I moved up here about five, almost six years ago now. Yeah. And um, the other guys still live in Florida, and I travel back there. And I don't know if this was going to be part of the interview or not. Did anything 
with the pandemic change your recording or anything like that uh, or if you saw in the press but um but yeah i did end up recording my tracks up here in oregon but um just because right when we were recording scheduled to record is when the lockdowns were first starting to happen so um yeah I, I have a home studio up here i recorded in instead of down in florida with the rest of the guys where normally we wouldn't do that ah uh, see because it popped up in the thing said it, that you're in florida <laughs> see so you can oh oh wait. my skype thing yeah says that? ah you know what i I, up, I update my Skype. <laughs> my my Skype status gets updated about once every four years. <laughs> and so I'm a little behind. I might have been in In fact, that might even be about a 10 year old status update. That's that's how much I use Skype outside of interviews. You know? <laughs> oh, not really. Uh, yeah, no, I am not in Florida. OK, I'll update that after this so that no one's confused. All not right. Use it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah no i haven't yeah that's um i haven't lived there since 2015 so wow. yeah crazy, dude wow that's uh, a lot to, i mean a lot's happened and dude we can't wait to uh see you guys again of course the new cannibal corpse album violence unimagines out on april 16 uh we'll have all the links down here everyone needs to get it because it's it'll just blow their minds um yeah so dude thank you so much for hanging out on the show and uh stay safe over there yeah thanks so much and you, you stay safe and healthy too and everybody watching as well and hopefully we see you all again sooner than later you know and thanks so much for the support always brother always yeah well right, enjoy, enjoy your night i guess <laughs> um yeah what time is it three almost three thirty over here so in the afternoon so not not too bad i'm gonna go make some dinner after this nice killer well All thank right. you so much man and thank i really you, appreciate the interview take care planning on traveling this summer make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from harris teeter it's easy download your evic coupon and for every dollar you spend with your vic card you'll get two fuel points that's up to one dollar per gallon on quality fuel at participating bp and harris teeter fuel centers Download your EVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with EVIC and Harris Teeter Fuel Points.